his son, Jesus Christ, to the precious Holy Spirit. We thank God for Dr. Mamie Talbert, anointed woman of God. Thank God for all of our pastors. Amen. And yes, Lord Ministries, our ministers, our lay persons. Amen. We greet you all in the precious name of Jesus. Thank God for all of our guests that are with us this week. I'm telling you, God is an awesome God. Yes, I'm excited. Amen. On today for what God is going to do on this July 4th. Amen. This is what the United States calls Independence Day. Amen. Praise God. That's a whole lesson right there. But we thank God. Amen. Because God is faithful. Amen. And we just thank God for you, you, and especially you. Get your Bibles, if you would, turn to the book of St. John, amen, chapter 8. The book of St. John, chapter 8. And we want to look at verses 31 through 36, amen. When you get an opportunity, you can read it in an entirety, amen. But St. John, chapter 8, verses 31 through 36, Amen. I'll be reading out the King James Version, so just in case you have a different translation, at least you know we're on the same block. Amen. And it reads like this. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then ye are ye my disciples indeed. Verse 32, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Verse 34, Jesus answered him, then verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son, therefore, oh my God, Verse 36, if the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Can I read that verse again? Verse 36, and if the Son, S-O-N, therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Amen. And I want to talk with you in the time that's allotted to me from this subject, True freedom in Jesus. True freedom in Jesus. I want you to touch and agree with me on these several things. Result of our reading his written word, hearing his spoken word, and receiving the rhema word, we should now begin to experience the manifested word and draw the fruits, prosperity, success, the victory with protection of his word in Jesus' name. Would you lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord, as the servant has decreed and declared, be it so in Jesus' name. Now give him a praise because he's going to do just that. True freedom is in Jesus. This lesson concerning liberty and bondage from verses 31 actually to verse 37, we have in these verses a comfortable doctrine that was laid down concerning the spiritual liberty of Christ's disciples. It was intended for the encouragement of those Jews that believed. Christ, knowing that his doctrine began to work upon some of his hearers, perceiving that virtue had gone out of him, turned his discord, his presentation, from the proud Pharisees and addressed himself 
to those weak believers. What are you saying? When he had denounced, uh, condemned the wrath against those that were hardened in unbelief, he then spoke comfort to those few feeble Jews that believed in him. What are you saying? See, when you uh, a message goes out, a lesson goes out, a teaching goes out, it's not just necessarily going to hit the ears, just like even now. We're virtual, and so many people are privileged to be able to listen on this day to the message that we are sh sharing right now. Everyone may not subscribe to the theology, to the thought process, or to our way of belief in God's word like we do. So they may hear the same words you're listening to in a different way. But Jesus here, how graciously Jesus looks to those that tremble at his word and are ready to receive it. He has something to say to those who have hearing ears. Now, it's been said that you can listen to something without hearing it or hear it but not without necessarily listening. What are you saying? How often have you been in conversation? How often have you been in a class? How often have you been in a room? There was a conversation that went on and then someone said, what's going on? Like, I mean, they were there presently, physically the whole time, but it was as though they was not listening. Are you hearing me? And so here he wanted to make certain that his word, what he was about to say, uh, those who set themselves in their way without speaking to them. And so in other words, he carefully cherishes the beginnings of grace and meets those that are coming towards him. So in other words, what Jesus does, he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What does that rest mean? It means rest from your challenges, rest from your trials, rest from adversity, rest from being challenged in life, regardless to what it is that you may have encountered. Jesus will give you rest. My God, somebody need to put that in the chat that he gives me rest. So here, Jesus describes that when faith is in its infancy, he has the knees to prevent it, breast for it to suck, that it may not die from the womb. What are you saying? It's important, essential, that when a baby that is in this infancy, in their infancy, that they have nourishment from the mother. Am I talking to anybody here? Nourishment from the mother. So there's some mothers that may breastfeed their children. There's some mothers that may give them some uh, what they call formula, baby formula. Either way, they need that nourishment and that mother knows how often it is important and essential for that baby to eat. And so Jesus knew that as babes in Christ, you're not ready for the meat, you're not ready for the bone, you're, but you need the sincere milk of God's word. Am I talking to anybody here? And so what he said to them, we have two things in which he said that all should at any time believe. Number one is the character of true disciple of Christ. In other words, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. See, there's a distinct difference between those who just go to church, nothing wrong with that, and those 
who actually have the church inside of them. Now, let me pause for station identification here because it's not saying because we are believers that we should negate going to church because the scripture says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together with the saints, for we overcome by one another's testimony. In other words, I need you and you need me. We are all a part of God's family. What are you saying? I need to hear how God has brought you through a test. I need to hear how God has healed. I need to hear how God has made a way for you. You need to know, uh, has God stepped in in the nick of time for me? Have I ever had a moment where I thought I might have thrown in the towel? Am I talking to anybody here? So he said, we need each other. Like this word, though we may not, all of us yet be congregate in a facility in a building, but we yet need to be encouraged. We yet need to be admonished. We yet need to be told that God is my God. I feel the Holy Ghost for breakthroughs for somebody this morning, but God is letting us know that I will not forsake you. Oh my God, nor leave you, but I'll be right there through every challenge, every circumstance that you may encounter in life and so in this lesson so first it was the character of a true disciple secondly because watch this now it highly concerns those that may not be so strong in faith to see that it that it may be sound in faith so in other words we need to go beyond just reading the bible but we need to begin to study the bible mm -hmm. we said in joshua chapter one he says look as joshua as long as you meditate on my word both day and night you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success all the days of your life and i i want to just share this with you because i want you to understand yes it is important it is essential i say that word over and over that we congregate that we the greek word called koinonia which means we be in fellowship with one another but it's also to understand it's bigger than just church we need to understand that jesus is concerned about our whole life can i say that again he's concerned about every aspect of our life the wealth the health the well-being of our mind of our bodies of our spirits and so i was thinking even on this week that how important it is for even believers to have goals it's important and that believers know how to manage money it's important that believers know how to own businesses it's important that believers know how to raise their families are you hearing me so we god want us to be whole my god so here those who seem to be willing to be Christ's disciples ought to be told that they have as good as never come to them, watch this now, unless they come with a resolution by his grace to abide in him. So in other words, what we have here, let those who have thoughts of being in covenant with Christ have no thoughts of reserving a power of revocation. So in other words, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying here that God wants us to understand the importance of, of not canceling out this resolution or a, a connection or covenant relationship 
or annulling it or reversing it, but he wants us to be have a solid relationship with him. So here, and then when you look at this, he says also, those only that continue in Christ's words shall be accepted as his disciples indeed. Those that adhere, those that obey, those that intentionally and intentionally follow Jesus, his word, every instance without partiality, abide by it to the end without apostasy. In other words, we're living in a day, we're living in a time wherein there are so many theologies, there's so many interpretations of scripture. And, and, and even in Jesus' time, even in the time of Paul, there was doctrines that were trying to deter the believers from following Christ. They were coming with new age. They were coming with some type of uh, religion. They were taking them back even to the Old Testament. They were, I, I, am I helping anybody? So now the church, for the most part, don't believe like we used to believe. They don't believe in the necessity of fasting. They don't necessarily believe in the importance of praying and seeking the face of God. I remember when we came up in church, we had shut-ins. What are you saying? We would go to the church and spend a night in prayer, spend a night in the word with the other saints. Why? We wanted to get closer to God. Some may say, well, I don't think that's necessary. Well, I put it like this. I'd rather do more than what may be uh, required of me than less. Am I talking to anybody? Listen, I, I, I don't want to be like those foolish uh, versions that did not have enough oil. Why? They wanted to be with the who's who. They wanted to spend time watching TV all day. They wanted to just play games all day, but they didn't want to build their spiritual man. They didn't want to, they were starving. There's so many that are starving their spiritual man. So Jesus is letting us know that they that the sun set free is free indeed my god my god so in this text here we here have the privilege of true disciple of christ uh, my god because why one he says in verse 32 you shall know the truth shall know all the truth which is needful and profitable for you to know and shall be more confirmed in the belief of it shall know the certainty of it. In other words, what do you say, preacher? I'm saying that God wants us to study his word. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 15 says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that rightfully divides the word to the need to not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. What are you saying? You cannot discern the word of God if you don't study the word of God. Am I talking to anybody here? So we need to get into the word of God. How much time do you spend studying the word of God? How much time do you just go there when you, it's an emergency? Do you just go and pray when you got a situation that is pressing you? No, we should build upon our prayer life. Build upon that word because why? I remember coming up, they were telling us that there will come a day and a time where the word of God may be taken from us. Our Bibles may be taken from us. Well, look at it now. They don't want you to have Christian paraphernalia on your desk at work. They don't want you to be having worship music playing 
and your workspace. Well, now many are working from home. So now what is your excuse? Uh, am I talking to anybody here? And so here it is gracious promise of Christ to all who continue in his word that they shall what? Know the Greek word kenosis mean the knowledge of, know it, watch this, know the truth as far as it is needful and profitable for them. Christ scholars are sure well to be taught. Now, it doesn't mean that we got to go around using big words and all of that. They used to say, you know, like trying to prove we with a, uh, a Roger's Deosaurus or we're Webster Dictionary. No, but what it is is that we know that truth because, listen, when you get a storm in your life, when you get challenges in your life, you need to lean on the word of God. Am I talking to anybody here? You need to trust the word of God. There are moments where you'll get storms, you'll get wind, you'll get adversity, wherein you're going to need to hold on, like in the book of Mark, around chapter 4, when the disciples were on the boat. Listen, that storm will come in. It doesn't matter your title. It doesn't matter how long you've been in church. It doesn't matter uh, who your last name and your family is. No, none of us are exempt. Jesus said in John chapter 10, in this world, you shall have trials and tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer. You shall overcome. Why? Because I've already, my, 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 already overcame. And so the truth of Christ teaches uh, men how to be free. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, where it talks about that he's freed us. He's given us, oh, my God, the yoke. He's broken those yokes. I'm paraphrasing here. And justification, watch this, makes us free from the guilt of sin. See, the enemy wants you to be held hostage by your past. Mm. What are you saying? He wants you to feel as though that you will never, ever be forgiven. But the devil is a liar because John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but shall have everlasting life. My God, listen, we are free. Oh, my God. Jesus died on the cross that you and I might be free. And he rose on the third day, giving us the victory. My God, my God. Hallelujah. Look at this. And so then he lets us know that uh, God's, uh, oh my God. So under the amazing fear, sanctification makes us free from the bondage of corruption. Can I talk about that word sanctification? Because you don't hear many talking about that like they used to back in the day. And let me tell you, sanctification, it talks about consecration, uh, set aside, listen, holy. Yeah, we got to live holy. Yeah, we got to live holy even in times like this, even when it's not being taught. We got to live holy. What is holiness? It is living by the word of God. Listen, it's wonderful to go to church. It's important to go to church, but we need to live the church. We need to be the church. Oh my God. Paul said, did you not know that we're living epistles being seen and read of all men? There are people who are watching our lives. There are people who are make a decision whether or not they want to come to Christ based on what they see from our life. I know, I know, I know. Many say, well, I'm responsible for them. 
him? Well, hold on. Put the brakes on. You you don't realize who may be watching you. So you have to be careful how you live, even in your workplace, even when you're not going to the church. And that's another thing. Let me just kind of point that out. You're, you're, you're going to church don't indicate you're a disciple. I'll let that resonate with you for a moment. Are you hearing me? So you need to understand it's relationship, not a religion. I was thinking about that. You know, Christ didn't come that we would have a religion. He came that we would have a faith and a relationship. That's the key distinction. See, with other religions, it's a matter of what they do, how they do it, what they say, when they say it, how often they pray. You know, listen, no, that, that, that's, that's wonderful, but it's relationship. Can you have a relationship with the God that you serve, my God? And then it's the knowing, the entertaining and believing of this truth that does actually make us free. So in other words, what is it to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and not believe what you read. The Bible is not fiction. The Bible is not a fable. The Bible is not a story uh, uh, of just uh, uh, empty words. No, it is a life giver. My God, you can go to the word to find answers to questions. You can go to the word to know how to manage money. You can go to the word how to run a successful business. I'm not talking to anybody here. So in the in Jesus, when he said in this world, you said trials and tribulation, you shall overcome because I've already overcame. He was saying he knew the traps. He knew the situation. He knew the challenges that you would encounter. So he's saying, I came that you might be free, not be held by the conviction and, and the thoughts of your past. Am I talking to anybody? So the mind, by admitting the truth, of Christ and the light and power is vastly enlarged and has the scope and compass given to greatly elevate us and raise us above the things of sense. Never acts with so true a liberty as when it acts under divine command. Oh my God. So here we, we want to understand that this is freedom that Christ gives us. This is not, it's more than a flag. Am I talking to anybody? It's more than one day. He wants us to live this liberty, enjoy the privileges and the responsibilities of being free, not just your life. Or when was the day that Christ came into your life? It may not even been in the month of July. It may not have been in the month of December. When was it that Christ came into your life? That's the day you want to cherish. That's the day you want to remember. That's the day that you could tell people that Christ came into my life and he set me free. He forgave me of all of my sins and gave me the victory. Oh my God, that's a praise break right there. And so here he says in that verse 36, as I prepare to bring this lesson to a close, he says, if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You, they that the son set free, is free indeed. What do you mean, preacher? Knowing Jesus is knowing real freedom. Knowing Jesus is knowing real freedom. Jesus himself is the truth that set us free. He is the source of truth, the perfect standard 
of what is right. He frees us from the consequences of sins, from self-deception, from the deception of Satan. He shows us clearly the way to eternal life with God the Father. Jesus does not give us freedom to do what we want, but freedom to follow God. As we seek to serve God, Jesus' perfect truth frees us all to be that God meant us to be. My friends, listening to me today, I want you to know that God desires that you fulfill the purpose, the plan, and the destiny he has for your life. Knowing Jesus is freedom from the power of sin. Sin has a way of enslaving us, controlling us, dominating, dictating our actions. But Jesus, my God, can free you from this slavery that, that keeps you from becoming the person God created you to be. If, if sin is restraining, mastering, or enslaving you, Jesus can break its power over your life. Let me get ready to close. Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 21. When you get a chance, read it in its entirety. But verse 21, just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful kindness rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Freedom in Christ is freedom to obey. As a sinner separated from God, you see his law from below as a ladder to be climbed to get the God. Perhaps you repeatedly tried to climb it only to fall to the ground every time you have advanced one or two steps. But oh my God, perhaps the sheer height of the ladder seems so overwhelming that you have never even started up. But in either case, what a relief you should feel to see Jesus offering with open arms to lift you above the ladder of the law, to take you directly to God. Once Jesus lifts you into God's presence, you are free, my God. Somebody ought to write that in the chat. I'm free to obey out of love, not out of necessity. Through God's power, not your own. You know that if you stumble, you will not fall back to the ground. Instead, you will be caught and held in Christ's loving arms. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 said, Christ has really set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Christ died to set us free from sin and from a long list of laws and regulations. My God, not from, listen, he didn't want us to be legalistic. No, he wanted us to be free. My God, Christ came to set us free, not free to do as I stated what we want because that will lead us back into slavery to our selfish desires. But rather, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Christ Jesus, our Lord. We're now free to do what we're able to do, what is impossible before, to live unselfishly. Those who appeal to their freedom so that they can have their own way or indulge their desires are falling back in sin. But it is also wrong to put a burden of law keeping on Christians. But we must stand against those who would enslave us with rules, methods, 
special conditions conditions for being saved or growing in Christ. But I'm here to encourage you to let you know that Christ came to set you free. My God, my God, I pray that you were encouraged. I pray that you were inspired today that truth, know that true freedom is in Jesus. Yes, you could be free. Yes, you could walk with liberty. My God, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. He is the King of glory. My God, when they, you go to work this week, when you go to school this week, when you go to the park or the beach this week, and people look at your countenance and wonder, why are you so smiling? Not because I'm off for a day from work, but no, I got Jesus on the inside. My God, oh, what a change in my life. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Those saints used to sing the songs, I got the victory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No more chains holding me. No longer bound. I'm free. Yes, I'm free indeed. Amen. True freedom is in Jesus. My God, my God. Listen, we want to pray with you. Those who may be watching who says, I, I need that freedom. I, I, I want to be free. I'm tired of being tormented. I'm tired of, of going around in circles. I'm tired of living a lifeless life. What can I do? Just like that man says, what must I do to be saved? That guard of the prison, what must I do to be saved? Give your life to Jesus. That's right. Give your life to Jesus. My God. How do I do that, preacher? I'm glad you want to know because inquiring minds really want to know. And so what it is, you surrender your life to Jesus. Let it be an exchange. His life for your life. Yeah, he on the cross for you and for me. Yes, you can be free. Don't, 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 don't allow anybody to hold your past against you because Jesus came to set you free. Anybody to try to say, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember when you when you was this and you was that. Let them know maybe you need to talk to Jesus because your speech don't sound like you live with him because anybody that's been with Jesus now, let me help you understand, we don't condone sin and condone wrong. But the good news is once you have a life in Christ, my God, Yes, the sun shines brighter and your day goes better. Doesn't mean you're exempt from challenges, trials, and troubles. No, in this world, we shall have trials and tribulations. But that conjunction word, we could be a good cheer because Christ gave us the victory. He's already overcame and he wants us to overcome. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. And as we pray this prayer, I want you to believe and I want you to see Jesus coming into your heart. He loves you that much. But preacher, you don't know what I did. Oh, 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 
You don't know what I did. It's not important. But what's important is whatever you did, give it to Jesus. He wants to give you brand new life. Let's pray these words. Repeat these with me. I'm asking every believer that is watching right now, whether you're watching it live or watching the replay, I want you to join in with us as a way of encouragement for those that are praying this prayer of salvation. First time, fourth or fifth time, but this time they made up their mind. They want to experience true freedom in Jesus. Repeat these words. Lord Jesus, I thank you for encouraging me with your word today that true freedom is in Jesus. I want that freedom in my life. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to forgive me of every one of my sins. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me. Make me whole. I want to have the assurance that I can always be with you and you will always be with me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins, but rising on the third day, giving me victory, giving me hope, and a new opportunity in life. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that today, right now, I am saved. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. My God, you prayed that prayer. We want to congratulate you. We want to celebrate you. Email, let us know. Today, July 4th, 2021, I gave my life to Jesus. Yes, awesome. Email us at events at ylmconnect.org. That's events at ylmconnect.org. We want to celebrate with you. When you say, I, I, I don't know, I can't get on the computer right now. No problem. Download our app. That's right. We got a mobile app. A yes, Lord Ministries mobile app. You can download the app. Amen. And communicate that way. Amen. To let us know that today I gave my life to Jesus. Yes. That is awesome. You might say, why are you so excited, preacher? Because they let us know that heaven rejoices over the salvation of that one. That's you. Heaven is rejoicing because you gave your life to Jesus. What does that mean? It means that the devil, Satan, has no more control over your life. That's right. Now you belong to Jesus. But what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Well, what if you still got Jesus? Go to Jesus. Hey, God, I need you. Come and renew my faith. Renew. But it's important. Yes, 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 yes. It's important to get connected to a Bible teaching church where you can grow and mature in the things of God. Right in, we'll get information to you on how to go through your walk with God, how to enjoy this journey. Yes, enjoy this journey of being with Jesus. Because why? He loves you. Yes. Then you're going to have the opportunity to share your faith with others, to let them know what he did for you. You do it for them. Yes. Yes. And so we want to encourage you and inspire you. And for those of you that already have a relationship with God, we want to encourage you to know that God has not forsaken you. That's right. He loves you so much. My God, he loves you. Yes. 
be encouraged, be inspired to know that God has great things in store for you. True freedom is in Jesus. Is this, are we being a blessing to you? How, how? we wanna hear from you. And as God is working miracles, God is doing things. We have a faith builders huddle. Yes, share your praise report. Yes, share your praise report because why? There are people who read these, they go to our faith builder, they're being encouraged, inspired. We have so many praise reports. I mean, how God healed, how God delivered, how God gave a job, how God gave them a vehicle. God blessed their credit. I mean, it's just awesome. Faith builders huddle. You can share your praise report. My God, if you have a prayer request, you can put it right on the app. Yep. It goes right to our ministry leaders. Amen. It's just, it's just awesome to see what God is doing. Amen. We want to hear from you. And we want you to sow into our ministry. That's right. You could tithe. If you're not a part of a local church, you could tithe into Yes Lord Ministries. We will welcome that. We have different ways on how you can give. They're showing it right now on the screen. You can even uh, use the button on our Facebook page to be able to give. And we thank God for those of you who sow and tithe and give. I just want to say we love you. Thank God for you. And we just endeavor to constantly bring the truths of God's word to you weekly, daily. Listen, when you download the app, you can listen to messages and sermons. Amen. And be encouraged, be inspired. And, and as you heard, amen, the, the months of August, uh, July and August, we have in our word empowerment where you're going to hear other ministry gifts and yes, ministries, other ministry gifts in the body of Christ. They're going to be sharing the word here on Yes Lord Ministries platform. So we welcome you. Watch out. My God, get ready. Wednesday nights, amen, is powerful teachings. Yes, how to live holy, how to live righteous, how to live a whole life. Yes, that Christ intended you to live. Listen, I'm getting excited. Amen. But true freedom is in Jesus. Minister Gardner, I turn it back over into you. 